Outdoor Explorer on Alaska Public Media. I'm your host, Paul Torda. Today, we'll be discussing trail building projects for the summer of 2021. I'll have trail building professionals and volunteers talking about their organizations, projects they're working on, and how to get involved. I'm very pleased to have a, a group of people who are heavily involved in a trail building in Alaska, and especially in this year of COVID, we've uh, been all enjoying the trails. Um, so we, today we have Steve Cleary with Alaska Trails. We have Kathy Sarns, the president of Friends of Kachemat Bay State Park. Uh, Wes Hoskins is with Matsu Trails and Parks Foundation. And Nelson Crow with the Valley Mountain Bikers and Hikers Association. Uh, welcome, everybody. And the uh, uh, latter part of the show, I might add, we're also going to have uh, Kristen Bile with the uh, Interior Trails. But uh, welcome, everybody. Thanks, Paul. Let's uh, start with you, Steve. Uh, let's talk about Alaska uh, Trails, the organization, and all the great stuff that you all are up to. Well, thanks. Yeah, we're uh, very grateful to be on uh, today, and I'm happy to be on with lots of other uh, great folks around the state who are also doing uh, wonderful things on, on trails. But um, yeah, I think we've all seen, as you said, the, the importance of trails to us and our communities, particularly during COVID. It's been such a great opportunity for us to, uh, to get out and be healthy and, and be safe, even during the, the pandemic. So we've been really grateful for, for trails. And I know that our, our volunteers uh, are going to be really excited. We had just a very small two or three volunteer events last summer because of COVID with just a handful of volunteers because we didn't want to be spreading the virus. And so we're busy planning to uh, and hoping for safe events uh, this summer. But through, uh, through the pandemic, we uh, did a, uh, a pivot to uh, having a couple trail crews. And so um, going forward now, we're gonna have both trail crews and volunteers. And we really, uh, really hope that it's going to be a great combination where the, the volunteers can come up and help uh, with the paid uh, trail crews. And so specifically for this summer, we are hoping to be working on the second phase of the Little O'Malley Peak Trail in Chugach State Park in coordination with the park and with the Chugach Park Fund, one of our uh, main and great partners. And then we're also, um, for this uh, first time this, this summer, fielding a, a crew that will travel all over uh, Chugach National Forest, about six weeks in Cordova, and then a few weeks each in, uh, um, in and around the communities of Girdwood and, and Moose Pass. And so we hope to um, have our volunteers uh, working with those crews uh, as well. And we're also lucky enough to uh, have received grant funds from the Matsu Trails and Parks Foundation for, um, for work out there, um, uh, mainly with the Matsu Borough uh, at places like uh, Settlers Bay and their coastal park and the other great trails that they're uh, working on. The, the Matsu Valley has an incredible amount of, of trails and really great trails organizations. And so we're happy to be uh, a part of that as well. Um, when it fits in. And I would add that groups like uh, uh, the Friends of Kachemak Bay State Park and other volunteer groups around the, the state are a really good uh, model for lots of us to follow. And we uh, at Alaska Trails are learning from, from K-Bay. And so that's another um, role that Alaska Trails plays is, is trying to connect groups and share information and, and learn from the great work that's going on around the state. And Steve, in a normal year, let's talk about volunteer a little bit. If I'm interested in trail work, 
what do I do? How do I get trained? What do I, what, where, where would I go? And like a more normal year to sort of get involved. Sure. Yeah, uh, so um, our volunteer uh, effort entitled the Alaska Trail Stewards started in, in 2015 with just a, a couple events and we've really grown since then. So the last, the last year without uh, COVID in 2019, we had over 30 volunteer events and over uh, 400 volunteers. And so uh, the good news for uh, aspiring volunteers is there's no experience necessary. We've got the uh, equipment and we've got the, the uh, supervision to uh, train and orient people on, on uh, day one. So um, we ask that people come uh, ready with uh, sturdy shoes and a, and a good attitude and food and water for the day, but there's really no training necessary. And you can go to our website, alaska-trails.org and check out some of our previous volunteer work at our Alaska Trail Steward site. But we are uh, in the process of working with planned safer events to, to make sure that we will be COVID safe uh, this summer. But we're hoping to um, kick off on National Trails Day, which is June 5th. And so um, listeners can, can check out our website and get on our, our email list for more uh, updates there. And we're happy to be doing a, um, a first and fledgling volunteer event um, for the summer in May with Go Hike Alaska, which will be a short uh, cleanup of the Glen Alps um, parking area and kind of the, the trailhead there to make sure that that's ready to go for the summer. But we hope to uh, schedule our first volunteer day starting on, on June 5th, National Trails Day. But we uh, are still, like I said, making sure that everything's safe and ready for uh, volunteers to come. Yeah, super tricky in this pandemic and uh, we're sort of slowly moving out of it. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be back to some normalcy here in a little while. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the Little Mallet Trail and what, uh, you know, what sure. what's happening with that? Yeah, so um, our work on the uh, Little O'Malley uh, Trail out of um, the Glen Alps Trailhead and Chugach State Park is uh, somewhat similar to the uh, sunny side of Flat, flat Top uh, Trail reroute. So there, there was a trail basically in both instances uh, kind of going straight up. It's uh, rather difficult to hike, uh, causes a lot of uh, erosion. There's been a lot of um, photo documentation of the uh, just the uh, constant erosion that comes down Little O'Malley Peak. So essentially we're uh, going to cut in um, a switchback or two to uh, get to the top that then would uh, link folks to the, the ball field, which is a pretty popular, popular destination. And so we completed the first half uh, last year, the reroute through uh, funding from the Chugach Park Fund and also from the uh, CARES Act through the municipality of Anchorage. And so now we've gotten to the gully and uh, we'll be um, fielding a crew, um, we hope, through a recreational trails program uh, grant, but also teaming up volunteers uh, with it. And so it's kind of gotten out of the brush now, and it'll be a lot of uh, hand digging with hand tools to uh, make sure that a sustainable trail is, is put in. And we want to put that sustainable trail in, not only for um, uh, just uh, more enjoyment and better hiking, but also uh, less maintenance and then less wear and tear on the on the, the ground and the landscape and the environment uh, itself. And so we're hoping to um, have both, uh, as I mentioned, volunteers and our trail crew on there. And we think we'll be able to, if we all goes well, we should be able to finish that uh, finish that this summer. Yeah, that's a great project. That, that trail is uh, sort of scary, especially it's coming down right now. It's a bunch of ball bearings on hard rock surface. So it's a little exciting. So, 
very excited about that project. And your organization, Alaska Trails, it's a um, it's a nonprofit. So I assume you take donations and and, and we certainly do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for thanks for the prompt. Yes, uh, we uh, you know love our volunteers and we want them to donate their time, but we also appreciate uh, donations. We're on pick, click, give, and all of that uh, kind of thing as well. And I did want to mention in a in a typical year. Starting in May, we would have a trail crew leader um, uh, orientation right. and, and two day two day training. We weren't able to do that last summer, but we've done it uh, for uh, the prior two years. And we're really trying to, as as the other organizations that we'll hear from today are, we're really trying to grow and train and nurture that volunteer base, so that not only can volunteers come and have our staff supervise them, but eventually we'll get to the place where volunteers can be supervising volunteers and I know uh, Vimba, K-Bay, your other guests have uh, really led the way on that kind of thing. I haven't been involved in uh, many trails over the years including uh, you know flat top trails uh, that trail building is a science. Uh, one of our guests, um, Kristen Biles, has written a whole book about it um, and it's a lot, lot of standards so a lot of times we go out and sort of feel like oh I, I don't like the way this trail I'm going to go take my shovel and do some work on it. And that a lot of times ends up with uh, unsustainable trails with erosion and other issues. And so I think this idea of, of training and the good volunteers train is a fantastic um, way to get people involved. Um, so uh, thanks. And I would say last Trails and Steve, you've done a great job of helping build, pardon the pun, uh, the trail, of, I don't know what you call it, uh, construction, uh, um, building, um, uh, ethics here in the state. So I uh, really appreciate it. Um, uh, an audible well, thank you for uh, having us all on today. And I'm uh, excited about uh, excited about the summer and, and hoping for a bright future ahead. Yeah. Uh, this is Alaska uh, uh, Outdoor Explorer on Alaska Public uh, Media. I'm your host, uh, Paul Tordak. We're talking about trail projects and uh, for the summer of 2021. Uh, so our next guest uh, we'll have Kathy Sarns, and Kathy is the president of Friends of Kachemak Bay State Park. Uh, Kathy, tell us a bit about uh, the your your organization and what's going on down in Homer. Hi, hey, thanks for having us on here. This is great. Um, the the Friends of Kachemak Bay State Park is a you know, volunteer organization, and we coordinate and work with the Kachemak Bay State Park rangers. And um, our main goal one of our main goals lately has been to clear and make accessible existing trails, not necessarily improving them except making them hikeable because they were filling in, they were not hikeable, people were getting lost and there looks to be less and less state park maintenance for existing trails. They do get grants, but um, we have 84 miles of trails over here some of the most stunning trails in the world if you've ever been here from the ocean to the top of the mountains and um, uh, at one point we maybe had five miles of them open and hikeable so I didn't measure last year but I'm pretty sure we were up to almost 20 miles of accessible trails um, maybe 15 so anyway and that was uh, basically watching how with climate change and everything the trails are the trees are falling down, there's more open areas and there's more brush than there was even eight, 10 years ago. So it's becoming um, a problem. A lot of the businesses in Homer rely on the trails being open over there, the water taxis, the tour guides, et cetera. So 
just in the last couple of years, the friends went from just uh, what, actually, I'm not sure what they did because I wasn't a, a member until a couple of years ago. So, um, but we've stepped up and we are more active in clearing trails now, whereas before we just kind of helped. Uh, as of last year, we got our own in liability insurance and waiver and we have our own trainings for chainsaw and brush cutters and we are we have our own volunteer crew now that works under our umbrella we also coordinate with the state park because um, they have their own volunteer form but of course last year with covid they were real crippled they could only take one volunteer at a time across the bay um, so we stepped up and jumped in and got our insurance, got the waiver, and we put in over 2,300 hours of volunteer time last summer and opened wow. up several unaccessible trails. And we had a COVID mitigation plan. You know, we all wore masks on the boat and there were small groups. You know, we all stayed separated outside. Nobody got sick and we had a great summer um, with trainings and all that so this year we're all excited from our success from last year and we're even a little more organized we've got a couple of young people now on the board who know how to do google docs and instagram and facebook better than i did and if you go to ketchamick bay state parks on facebook or on instagram you can find the volunteer forums they are uh, our, our gal Dana, who's one of our, she's a vice president. She set it up so you can, uh, she coordinated and made sure all the volunteer waivers are on one. The state parks is like four, three or four pages. And then ours is one page. And then you submit it to one email rather than confuse people with going to state parks and then coming to us. We, um, so once you sign up, you can, as a volunteer and sign the waiver, you can um, be a volunteer for either state parks when they have opportunities, which you'll get an email for, or for the friends, which you would get an email for. And then uh, soon after that, we're gonna have some recon trips. Um, I love those, climbing around, seeing what needs to be done. And like, if anybody has never visited here, it's all, mostly everything we do is across the bay. We do some work on the Diamond Ridge trails here that are on this side, and we're hoping to work on soon the Cottonwood Eastland. But for now, most of the existing trails are across the bay. You have to take a water taxi. And all, um, the water taxis have worked amazingly with us. They volunteer and get a, a volunteers across the bay on a regular basis. Um, so then our next big shing ding is gonna be Trails Day, June 5th. Um, we're getting a list together now. We're working with the rangers to see what projects they need done and then see what we need done on our priority list. And um, it'll take a couple of us organizing that and um, keeping it in small groups and COVID safe and getting people across the bay for that. And it's usually a one day thing, but some people will stay overnight and work two days on trails day over there. If you ever get across the bay, it's worth just spending the night. It's so beautiful. Um, and then um, for the summer, um, we're gonna our pri some of our priorities are you know continuing to work on the Grace Ridge Trail, uh, improve that. It's open and hikeable. Um, it's the best shape it's ever been in as of last year, but there's still always sections that need to be done. And like we haven't done our recon yet, so we don't know how many trees are down. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> 
And then uh, Sadie Knob Trail, which was unhikeable the beginning of last year. That was part of where a lot of our hours went last year. It is now hikeable uh, from both ends. It has two trailheads, uh, south and north. And we're gonna continue to work on that and improve that trail as far as just widening it and um, getting some of the old logs out of the way so it's easy to continue to maintain. We're At this point, we're not rerouting or doing any technical things yet. We're not in that department yet. We're just trying to get the trails that are there so people can hike them. Um, another thing on my list is what I like to see done is from Emerald Lake, Port, the hike, the trail from Emerald Lake through the Portlock Plateau. I, we'd like to work and clear and widen that once, if we have time this summer after <laughs> Sadie Knob and Grace, we'll see how long the summer lasts. And um, there's another big project that uh, Dana Gregoire, you know, the vice president is working on and it's kind of a big, big one. It's updating all the trail signs on this side and that side across the bay. It's a pretty big project because most of our kiosks are getting weathered and fall, you know, not looking good. They look messy and we're working to improve on that and improving and changing trail signs so that uh, the ones that have been eaten by the bears um, can be replaced. So big, big project there. And the 100 Women Who Care from Homer, is, the funding from that is really gonna help. Um, we're also would like to add some more trails to the Diamond Creek trails that are on this side of the bay and improve on those. And that is a great project that's been going ongoing with coordination with the Homer Bike Club. They are the most instrumental in these wonderful trails that we have on this side. When I say this side, <laughs> this side of the bay. Um, another thing we're gonna work on a little more this summer because we have some extra funding uh, donations is uh, supporting the state park volunteers um, that are coming here to work on the trails because they have some grants. They are working on several projects, but the state park doesn't have funding like things like for a refrigerator. <laughs> for them across the bay and a vacuum for their cabin. We're gonna see if we can help out with things like that. Um, is, if we've got funding, we wanna be able to, we just wanna support anything that supports trails. Um, and then our water trail, which is part of the Ketchumite Bay State Parks, is they're, they're continuing working on and developing the Cottonwood Eastland uh, access because um, that it's a chunk of land on this side of the bay that um, has some rough trails on it, but you can't really access it yet. So we have an ILMA in, we're waiting for the state park to uh, process that. So we'd have a parking area that would be on East End Road or you know, easy to access. And then once that gets in, which is gonna be long and involved, um, then you know parking area, then trails. So that's down the road. This is a long-term, but we're hoping not too long down the, down the road. Cause a lot of people can't afford to get across the Bay and we'd like to have more trails on this side. And then uh, the water trail will uh, continue to maintain their adopted sites and they're gonna construct two outhouses for use in the state park. And, uh, and they're gonna work on accessible improvements at the ranger station, which is out in Halibut Cove Lagoon. And if you don't know about the water trail, uh, Google it. They're working on their new website this year, but it's an amazing trail on the water that goes around all of Ketchumac Bay. Um, and so they work on all the, you know, the camping areas and make sure there's bear boxes when you camp and all that. So um, our website is friendsofketchumacbay.org. And you can check out 
that. And again, we're on Facebook and Instagram, Friends of Kachemek Bay State Parks, plural. <laughs> and um, also if you're in Homer, Homer Saw and Cycle has paper copies of the volunteer forms. So we made sure we had paper copies available for people who don't like to download PDFs and fill them in and email them. So we already have a volunteer list of over 40 people and the snow is not melted yet. So I'm looking forward to a good season um, this year. And we're gonna try to be a little more organized as far as picking certain days a week that we know we're gonna go to Sadie Knob and maybe certain days a week we're gonna go to Grace Ridge. Uh, we haven't figured that out yet. Um, and we're hoping from the uh, funding we got from 100 Women That Care and we're uh, to pay something, a little something at least to the water taxis who have been generously donating water taxi rides. But if we have some cash, we wanna at least pay for their gas and a tip because um, they're working people <laughs> and they can only volunteer so much. So, um, so what else was there? We had another thought. Anyway. That's a lot, that's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A lot going on at Homer. That, that's just been, yeah, with that, Kathy. Um, so, uh, so just a general picture. Um, uh, some people aren't familiar with Homer. Uh, the the state parks across the bay. So a, a water taxi ride. And I was uh, in um, little I think little Tucka or Tucka Bay last year, and um, was uh, sort of tangentially aware of a trail crew up there. And that, those trails are amazing uh you know that what's really what you've done down there is incredible what the organization has done um and and the volunteers and the state parts and those are that's the grace ridge trail and the sandy knob trail that's over in that zone is that correct the um sadie knob and grace ridge are pretty much right across from homer i'm looking okay, at them great. right now yeah. yeah okay great um and and then and we'll come back to sort of the volunteer stuff, but it sounds like there's a lot of volunteer opportunities, and that uh, we'll have the, your web your organization's website up um, so people can access there. I, if you were to um, say uh, a couple of the traits or um, uh, skills people would need to go work in your zone, um, what what would they be? They would um, need to be able to. For, for, well, there's many volunteer opportunities. Uh, my husband who has MS who can't hike has signs up to volunteer and he helps um, tune up and repair the tools. Cause we, I, met, I forgot to mention, Friends has purchased our own um, gas powered chainsaws and brush cutters. So he helps with that. So if somebody was uh, in the, you know, any, if they could help with something like that or even help with some of our organization on the, on the, computers and on Google Docs, we're always looking for volunteers to do that sort of thing. We also, if you want to hike in, I mean, uh, help across the bay or on this side with trails, you just need to be able to hike. You need sturdy shoes. Um, you need to not be bothered by bugs. Bring lots of bug dope, bring a head net. And um, we provide bear, bear spray if you don't have bear spray. And, um, but Generally, we're making so much noise, we don't see very much. And um, so, and you need to have a sense of humor and you need to uh, just have a little sense of adventure. And generally how we set it up is we have a, a, a qualified trained person with the gas 
chainsaw or the gas brush cutter. And we generally have like between, if I'm doing a brush, if I'm handling a brush cutter, I might have two helpers behind me. One is raking and one is picking up the piles and throwing, and then they trade off. So make sure you can bend over, pick things up and throw them as far as you can downhill off the trail. And then lopping, you know, being able to reach up, reach down and lop the things that the brush cutter or the chainsaw misses. And um, so being able to move around in, um, and we don't, yeah, it's not a race. You know, some days we might get half a mile done in a day. We might, if it's a good day, we'll get a mile done in a day. Um, so I don't know, does that answer your that, question? That, that, that picture, I just want the listeners to have a little picture of what it's like. So that was perfect. And it's so fun and it's so beautiful over there that you, yeah, it is. it's yeah. like working in paradise. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really amazing <laughs> place for sure. Uh, great, this is uh, Outdoor Explorer and Alaska Public Media. Uh, I'm your host, Paul Tordick. We're about trails and trail projects and trail building and maintenance uh, for this coming summer 2021. Uh, let's, um, we're gonna take a little break now uh, and we'll be back for more, including um, uh, folks from the Matsu Trails and Parks Foundation and Valley Mountain Bikers and Hikers Association and um, and interior trails. So stay tuned to Outdoor Explorer and we'll be right back. You're listening to Outdoor Explorer on Alaska Public Media. Find the show anytime as a free podcast in the iTunes store or connect with us online at alaskapublic.org. Back to Outdoor Explorer on Alaska Public Media. I'm your host, Paul Tordat. Today, we're talking about trail and trail projects for the summer 2021. Uh, we've had, we talked about uh, South Central and we talked about Kachemat Bay. Now let's uh, go uh, to the interior a little bit. I'm happy, very happy to have Christine Vile back on the show. Uh, <laughs> and she's with Interior Trails. Welcome back to the show, Christine. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me and everybody yeah. for being here. Uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, business and um, what you guys are up to this summer. Um, we are a uh, family-owned and operated business out of the uh, Healy, Alaska, hence the Interior Trails name. Um, and we work uh, all over the state for um, state, federal, private, nonprofit clients just uh, building and designing trails. Um, we've been in business for about 12 or 13 years, coming out of a federal trail crew employment before that. And um, we're really excited about upcoming projects this summer. Um, so yeah, I'd be happy to talk about whatever you want to know. <laughs> well, I think the one that I'm really excited about is the um, Ken Kasuvi connector. Uh, you want to talk about that a little yeah. bit? Yeah, that's, that's one we're really um, pretty motivated and uh, focused on right now too. Um, the Curry to Kasugi uh, connector is the formal name of what we're working on right now. Basically, it's an alpine uh, route that connects um, the Curry Ridge Trail or the Kasugi Ridge Trail um, above the Byers Lake uh, connection entry point to the top of the um, new Curry Trail out of Kasugi Ken Campground. It's kind of a mouthful for people who aren't familiar with that area, but basically it's the heart of Denali State Park. Um, it's a, a, a middle piece that connects the north and south 
end of what's known as Curry Ridge, which uh, in Denina was known as Kasugi Ridge. Um, and it's gonna provide connectivity that will give, uh, give us in uh, one of the longest hiking, remote hiking trails, I think in, um, in the mainland part of the state, uh, the, the road accessible portion, it's gonna be close to 50 miles all said and done. And we'll allow hikers to start anywhere along the current Kasugi Ridge Trail um, and then also at the um, new Kasugi Ken campsite, uh, campground, it's at mile 135. I can't believe I don't know the exact mile for all the times I've pulled in and out of there. <laughs> but um, it was built uh, a few years ago, three or four years ago now. Um, and it's a great um, accessible entry point for people who are not as familiar with the, the backcountry um, mode of the other um, trailheads where you, you kind of got to know which section do I want to do and where do I pull in and how do I do the car shuttle and all that. The Kasugi Ken campground entry is really pretty user-friendly. There's a big campground in, uh, for tents and RVs, a lot of um, public use, through public use cabins, a lot of uh, family and diverse ages and user groups feel really comfortable entering there. It's very user-friendly. And so we're really, really psyched to be able to work on providing connectivity among all of those segments and um, it's really rewarding during a period where you know the public is talking about justice and access and the importance of wild places and movement outside this project really feels like it's tapping into all of that um, with some really great partnerships as well which I can talk a little bit more about um, if you'd like yeah yeah, so that trail, I was up there last fall, and it's in a, a very, the, the Kasuvi, Camp Kasuvi campground is an amazing campground, uh, and it, it's a really very accessible trail up to sort of right at tree line, brush line, and uh, it's a little sort of lollipop loop up there. And then, so that, your work's going to connect that trail over, uh, headed north, correct? Yes, yep. And so basically the, the trail out of Kasugi Ken Campground, which we're have been calling the Curry Ridge Trail, we built the first part of that oh five years ago or so with mechanized equipment up to um, kind of the uh, a median point on the ridge. And that's very accessible. It's about four feet wide. You can push a stroller, walk a couple dogs, you know, whatever. Um, the grades are a little bit steeper. It's not ADA by any means, but it, you know, it's pretty accessible as far as trail uh, in the state go um, in that region. Then this trail telescopes down a little bit to a fairly long section, three or four miles that was built by the um, Denali State Park trail crew over the last few years. They did a phenomenal job on it. Um, we were kind of helped them with layout, getting set up on the right alignment, and they took the baton in a really great way. It's been really fun to see that. Um, program take off from some um, some early training and mentorship to really being you know um, their own full-fledged expertise um, and that's uh, we're all about that with the apprentice model of you know getting people from the volunteer base like Kathy was talking about to increasingly professionalized until you really can invest in a career even in trail work it's pretty pretty great spread um, but then so then the the more um, developed infrastructure on the Kasugi side or the Kasugi Ken side um, terminates right now about six and a half miles or so up. And then the closest uh, point to connect to is uh, on the Kasugi Ridge Trail just past Byers Lake. And so there's this big, amazingly beautiful people who know that park, the, some of the most stunning views of the Alaska range you could possibly hope for on a clear day. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
that part, the Kasugi Ridge Trail, for those who've hiked on it, people know it's a lot more primitive. It was um, mostly a social trail route uh, for mountaineering, hiking, uh, horse use. It, a lot of it was never laid out. Most of it never laid out properly. And it's full of a lot of um, maintenance nightmares <laughs> and has a hard time handling increasing impact of use. So the trail we're building in between is striking the balance. Um, it's, it's going for the um, meticulously designed and laid out quality of a sustainable trail so that we know it's in the best possible place to last. Um, but going with the class, class two or so feeling of the Kasugi Ridge Trail where you have more of a, of a remote um, wildland hiking experience, not overly manicured. Um, some large parts of it will actually just be um, minimal tread marking on scree and, uh, and gravel with uh, inter intermittent cairns, but it'll feel a lot more like a rugged overland route um, that's akin to what people are looking for when they get out in that region. That's great. And uh, my, my, I, I, someone told me there's a old like fire watch tower up there somewhere. Do you know about that? Yeah, there's a pretty well uh, developed, um, recently remodeled um, the Curry Ridge Lookout, which is at the high point, um, uh, a high point, I should say, on the ridge coming up off the, the Kasugi Ken campground end of things. It's about maybe seven and a half miles or so from the trailhead up to the Curry Ridge Lookout. And um, yeah, it's poised up there on a little little hummock of <laughs> gravelly tundra. and. Um, That'll provide kind of a nice um, day hike uh, kind of um, uh, end point uh, in and out from there would be, you know, 14 or so miles, uh, whereas the whole through hike will be a lot longer than that. So I think it'll be great to provide a number of different um, entry points from that campground trailhead that provides uh, an access, uh, a range of access for different types of users. And it's, I have to say, again, it, it's mind-blowingly beautiful up there. Just yeah. Everything from, you know, the the uh, the bird life, some of the wetlands, um, the views of the Alaska Range, the tiny tiny vegetation and plants um, that are so tenacious, and and it has a wide range of uh, um, uh, bug life as well. The uh, entomological uh, experience up there is quite uh, <laughs> expansive. <laughs> Great. Any other projects you want to mention that um, are going on in the interior? Um, that's really the highlight. We're, we're doing, we're always got a number of balls in the air. Um, but right now we're, um, working on a couple of really exciting design, uh, projects for the city of Valdez and, um, the Juno Mendenhall rec area, um, working on kind of big picture planning and design to increase trail opportunities there. Um, we're working on, a, um, a little bit on the Kenai, um, a couple other smaller projects here and there, but for right now, the Curry project is our real focus. It's a big project. It's being funded by a cooperative agreement between Matsu Trails and Parks, Wes, who's gonna be on in a few minutes, um, and then Alaska Department of Fish and Game and um, state parks as well with a really cool funding source. Um, everybody gets bored when you start talking about money, but um, it's about 75% um, funded by Pittman-Robertson grant, which is a federal uh, grant based off of ammunition taxes. Um, providing hunting and trapping and uh, wildlands access um, money for that kind of development. And then about 25% of the funding comes from private donors as well through Matsu Trails and Parks, and then some in-kind donations from uh, state parks as well. And uh, the 
Pittman-Robertson angle has been really cool. For one thing, when you attach federal funding like that, um, it requires and also enables pretty high wages. And so it's really great for us in an era where there's so much pressure on the Alaska economy to be able to provide a, a number of jobs this summer um, for Alaskans with high level of competency. As a family owned small husband and wife business where we've always done everything ourselves, um, it's a big leap for us, but it's exciting to be able to step in when it's so needed to, um, to have good, you know, uh, well-paying jobs that are meaningful. And so that's been really exciting. And uh, also the, it's cool, the, uh, the Pittman connection is that historically those lands were used by uh, the Denina people for caribou hunting. So it's kind of a cool full circle that that's some right. of the funding is coming to preserve that similar kind of access. That's great. Although I haven't yeah. seen any caribou up there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there's a couple other shows in their entirety, the, the, the economics of, of trails, uh, that'd be a really cool show, and then also wildlife and trails. Well, uh, thanks a lot, Kristen, it's been with uh, Kristen Bile with um, Interior Trails, talking about um, the new project up in uh, Denali State Park. So thanks for thanks having again, with guys. us. Yep. Uh, next up, uh, this is Alaska uh, Public Media's Outdoor Explorer, and we're talking about trails and trail projects coming up in the summer of 2021. Uh, next up, we'll have Wes Hawk Hoskins with the Matt Shoe Trails Up and Park Foundation. Uh, welcome, Wes. Hey, Paul. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This is my first time on Outdoor Explorer, and uh, oh, love what you've done in the outdoor community. Yeah, tell us a bit about the um, foundation and uh, what you guys are uh, up to. Yeah, I'm Wes Hoskins, executive director with the Matsu Trails and Parks Foundation. Uh, the Trails and Parks Foundation is, our mission is to be the trails and parks resource for a healthy community in the Matsu. And the way that we express that is mainly we are a, a public charity, a foundation, and we express it through our grant making program, which we uh, give out grants to great community groups um, in the Matsu and groups that are like, like the ones that we have been on this panel. Uh, people from like, while we don't grant to uh, places in K-Bay, um, we stay in the, in the Matsu borough, but the, the groups that are doing direct action um, stewardship and trail building work is, uh, that's who we are working with. We believe that um, groups in the community in, in their specific pockets, whether we're giving grants out to Glacier View or Willow or Houston or Palmer or the borough or state parks, they know their areas best. Um, so we're a little bit different than some of the other folks here um, in, in that we, we're giving money out to or, organizations to do the work. Um, we're not usually doing the work directly other than Right, the, the Curry Ridge project that Christine um, talked about, that one is more direct action where we're the, the fiscal manager there. Um, yeah, so some, some highlights this year, uh, we've had a, a really active winter um, funding cycle where we funded a lot of grooming equipment. We've helped out um, Big Lake Trails Incorporated and Dan Mayfield uh, with an emergency snowcat purchase after one of their old tuckers suffered a mechanical breakdown. Uh, we also funded a, a snowcat for Hatcher Pass Snow Riders Club. That, that, that was their first grant um, from us, which was, which was very cool. We're always trying to find new partners. And um, 
the the Hatcher Pass Snow Riding Club is a smaller, younger group, but is um is doing really good work in Hatcher Pass. You know, ha having good groomed trails on the on the motorized side helps with all of the the, the multi-use layers and issues that you can have in, in areas that have a lot of different people who who love it and are using it in different ways. Um, this summer, we're looking forward to a number of projects, um, working with Steve Cleary um, at, in Alaska Trails to fund some volunteer work that they're doing in the borough. It's That's been a partnership over the, over the last couple of years, um, be able to provide volunteer projects out in the valley. Um, also working with Student Conservation Association to fund a young adult core team that will work on um, five weeks of conservation work building and maintaining hiking and biking trails um, in the new Settlers Bay Park um, over uh, in the um, Kinnick Goose Bay area, fastest growing neighborhood in the borough. So that probably means it's the fastest growing neighborhood in the state. Uh, also funding um, trail maintenance on the West Butte Trail, a heavily loved trail uh, that was um, formally built by the borough just a couple years ago. Um, probably one of the most used trails in the Matsu Valley. And then um, the, the SCA crew will go out to Government Peak Recreation Area, where uh, also Valley Mountain Bikers and Hikers and Nelson is doing great work out there. We also helped fund um, a piece of snow grooming equipment for all of the great um, single tracks that are at Government Peak Air Recreation Area for um, winter fat biking. One, one project that I think is really cool that's on, on the um, smaller end of the spectrum is we um, funded an outdoor learning card for McIntosh Elementary School, working with Alaskans for Palmer Hayflats and a teacher at McIntosh. We were able to um, give money to this to the Palmer Hayflats to fund uh, the cart that has classroom materials, a science kit, educational tools, um, and also has trail maintenance tools that are appropriate to the, the young age of the participants to get them connected to uh, thinking about trail stewardship and trail maintenance. And that is the, the people who are working with the, the teachers on that is, is gonna be um, Alaska Department of Fish and Game who manages the Palmer Hayflats, which is, that's the unit that is close to Mockenton's elementary school where the, the kids will be able to basically walk from the elementary school with that cart over to um, the Swan Lake Trail. And you, one thing to talk about also is the uh, um, Curry Ridge project um, that Gabe and Christine are working on with interior trails. You know, uh, and one thing that Christine really highlighted was the funding opportunities and, and how important funding is, while it is something that is boring, it's, you know, I think that many listeners might not realize that it's the foundations, it's public charities, and it's individual donors that are um, helping to build out trails these days, especially in Alaska, and especially as outdoor recreation use um, keeps increasing, it's not so much um, governments they are also struggling to maintain the, the trail system that they have right now. So if you, if you really love trails um, and you wanna give back, um, you don't need to go out and do your own trail building um, that may not be sustainable. 
but you can donate to organizations like Valley Mountain Bikers and Hikers, like Alaska Trails, like Friends of um, Kachemak Bay, and to Matsu Trails and Parks Foundation. Because it's those, it's those community donations that make it so that organizations can bring in the federal dollars. For the, um, the Curry Ridge project, it's a $1.2 million project. Uh, the match that the Trails and Parks Foundation is providing for that is over $300,000. And that's coming from, in large part, the Matsu Health Foundation. And then it's from community donors who, who love, the, love the area. That's a, that's a great point. And that is, trails are a well-built trail. It's not as a complex and um, somewhat uh, expensive project. Yeah. Well, we, and I would say that in Alaska, um, we've seen, a, 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 we have a history of uh, social trails turned into a regular trail, which is not sustainable. And then we have to go back and fix them. So that's a great point. Mm -hmm. What can you, Wes, can you explain a little bit the, that relationship between, you mentioned SCA, which is the Student Conservation Association. And um, it, it, it seems like there's a lot of people involved in trail building in this, in this state. Maybe Steve can uh, chime in a little bit on this too. Um, and how do you all, it seems like you all work really well together. Mm. And, and how, yeah, talk about that a little bit. Well, you, you know, our, our relationship with SCA is a, a, a national um, in, environmental stewardship organization that, you know, has a huge range of programs that funds, it funds research assistance, it funds trail crews, it funds crews that are out removing invasive species, you know, all, all, all over the nation. And I, they um, work with, they have specific foundation relations specialists that work with um, directors like me in the communities that SCA has a footprint in. So the, the, those relations specialists then um, look and, and find the, the local funding sources to make it so that the, in many, in many cases, you have an SCA uh, coordinator that lives in the area and they may have an office. SCA has an office in Anchorage and a shop in um, Girdwood or no, Indian. And the, so the, that SCA um, regional office is then doing different projects, whether it's in Anchorage or, or the Matsu. And um, they, they apply to us and then they go out and do the, the work to bring in, um, usually it's, it's young adults. And those, the, that, the makeup of that SCA crew is many times they're local, many times they're from rural Alaska, um, and then many times they're from the lower 48. Steve, do you want to add anything to that about that coordination effort and how? Yeah, SCA is a, a great partner that builds trails all over the state, but they're also building the, the next generation of, of trail stewards and they have a big alumni network and, and uh, we're just grateful to partner with them on uh, things like training and other resources that they have because they are a large organization with, with connections across the, the US and they're very generous with sharing their, their expertise and their uh, training and, and personnel. It's just been really, uh, really great. And often our, our volunteer uh, events have been conducted alongside their crews and also with uh, other partners like Alaska Geographic. And it really brings a, a nice age um, variation to it. Often our uh, volunteers 
skew a little bit older. And so to have young people and those of us 50 plus working on, on trails together at the same time is a nice, uh, just a nice benefit and a nice community building thing. Yeah, we need on the Venn diagram of where there's all this, uh, we have Christine and Cabe and their uh, business. We have volunteers, organizations like um, the uh, down at Katsumat Bay, but SCA, we have Alaska Trails, we have, um, it just goes on. I think a youth employment and park here in Anchorage working on trails. Um, so uh, between sort of uh, professional or um, you know paid positions and the volunteer effort, there's a lot going on compared to 10 years ago. Like 15 years ago, it's incredible to me uh, what how this has really taken off. So uh, kudos to you all. Um, Wes, what else uh, do you want to talk about with Matt Sue trails? Uh, one thing I'd like to highlight um, the while grant making is our bread and butter, we do run a couple different uh, other initiatives to to get people out and get people connected to the uh, trails and parks in the valley. And uh, we have right now the Get Outside Matsu Photo Challenge. Uh, a lot of these uh, these virtual challenges have been happening um, because we've been physically distancing for a while now. But um, yeah, so if you're out recreating in the Matsu, uh, it doesn't matter if you live in the Matsu. Um, many people from Anchorage go to the, the Matsu to get outside. Uh, all you have to do is take a snap, take a picture of something that you're doing in the Matsu and uh, send that photo in to um, matsutrails.org slash get outside, or you can just Google that, matsutrails.org, get outside, and then send in that photo. And, and it, a little blurb is always great. And you'll get entered to win um, a whole bunch of cool prizes. We'll be drawing prizes monthly. It'll be Matsu parking passes, handmade hats and purses, gift certificates, and uh, a lot of other great prizes from local businesses. Great, thanks. And we'll have that link and all these other links on the Outdoor Explorer website. So lastly, um, we have uh, Nelson Crone with Valley Mountain Bikers and Hikers. Uh, welcome, Nelson, and tell us a bit about uh, the, your organization and what you guys are up to. Hi, everyone. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, I'm Nelson Crone. I'm with uh, Vimba, which is Valley Mountain Bikers and Hikers, and we're based in the Matsu. Um, pretty, most of our people are in the core area, but we definitely have members out to Sutton, Chickaloon, and um, Wasilla and Houston as well. Um, we're a volunteer organization. Uh, we started 16 years ago, roughly. Um, started as an advocacy group, but now are very involved in uh, building trails and um, revamping and creating more sustainable trails of trails that exist. Uh, one of the, we are in a pretty fast developing area out here in the valley. So that's been one of our big um, points in the past was to try to work on preserving some of these outdoor spaces that are just so important to us. It's a, a super beautiful region, um, as you guys know. But yeah, so more about the organization. Uh, we're fully volunteer based. Uh, if you want to join us you can head over to our website at uh, vimba.org and um, the cool part is that you can uh, you can sign up as a member but you don't have to and you can still do some volunteer work for us as well we're always looking for volunteers and i will talk a little bit more about that in a little bit so that's kind of our organization um, i want to highlight some of our trails that we're working on so the Trails that we have recently 
been working on are um, located at uh, GPRA, which is Government Peak Recreation Area. And that that's at the base of Hatcher's Pass for uh, folks that don't know where that is. Um, so it's it's got a lot of different variety of trails. It's very multi-use. We have a lot of ski trails there, horse trails, mountain bike trails, and of course, hiking trails. So anyway, the most recent trails that we would like to highlight is the Pink Rose Trail, Pink Wild Rose. And that is an ADA trail, which is really cool because we've, we tried on this one to particularly um, allow for handicap access. So that, that trail is pretty unique and we hope to hopefully build more trails like that in the future. Um, uh, that one was funded by the Matsu Trails and Park Foundation and the Rasmussen Foundation. So as you've heard earlier in the program, we, we work together quite closely with a lot of these different groups. Uh, another one that's recent is Larkspur and Jacob's Ladder, which are really downhill mountain bike trails. They're um, flow trails. So that's been a pretty big focus recently is to increase the, the riding in the area, which has been fantastic. So those trails, um, they're, they're really designed for uh, intermediate riding, but all of all of our trail building recently has been designed to have uh, tabletops and different features that can be rolled or bypassed. So you don't necessarily have to be a super advanced rider to, to enjoy these trails. It's really important. And so those trails were funded by uh, AK Recreational Trails Program, RTP and REI. So yeah, very fantastic trails. So um, Another couple other ones that we were working up there are Puffball and Amanita, which are ones we built uh, last summer, but they're not done yet. So these are these would be a really good opportunity for we actually need more volunteer hours for those particular trails. Um, and those those are other uh, we have one up track to get more connection in that uh, trail system up there at GPRA to take you back up to some of the other downhill tracks. And um, we're trying really hard to develop that area into a pretty like world-class flow track type of riding. And let's not blaze over the fact that we still got a bunch of snow on the ground. So the fat biking is very important, uh, very up and coming popular activity up at uh, Government Peak Recreation Area. That's great. I, I, uh, I helped uh, build the um, Lazy Moose Trail a long, long time ago. A couple of years ago. So one other uh, one other area that we're pursuing uh, going into this year is uh, the Lazy Mountain area. That's another really fantastic area that sometimes gets underutilized, but it's definitely known for hiking. So and and there are ski trails there, but they're all pretty advanced ski trails. So we're we're pursuing a uh, a trail up to eight miles of new trail that would be really geared towards um fairly low angle uh really contoured trail that would be accessible for beginners and uh, it's it's geared for hiking but it's definitely multi-use there's a lot of horse riders in the area and riding skiing and hiking so that's kind of one of our new projects and it's, it's still in the process but we're working on getting that's funding right. for that. that's right um and you're all volunteer right Yes. Yeah, I'll volunteer. And so do you have opportunities to people to go to your website to, you know, if they want to help out? 
Yeah, so this year we're kind of revamping our volunteer opportunities. Uh, in the past, we did like a Wednesday night, one day a week, and we have our tools and a job trailer. So we supply all the tools needed. No previous training is required. You, um, so if you're, if you're interested in helping volunteer, our, our main focus, as I was briefly saying earlier, was um, we're, we're working on the downhill flow trails this year. Um, and we definitely need volunteers. So if you're interested in that, head over to our website um, at bimba.org. And there's a link right on the home landing page that you can um, volunteer at. So you can become a member if you want. And if you if you just want to volunteer, you can actually sign up for free. And once you do that, you fill out the volunteer form and then you'll get the updated emails and um, also on Facebook, Bimba on Facebook. And if you want to see some of the, some of the photos of these recent trails are really fantastic photos to go over to our uh, Instagram, then the Instagram account or, or the Facebook account. There's some fantastic pictures of the kind of riding you can do on, on these trails. So that's you. right. Thanks Wes for that update. Uh, this was, uh, uh, or Nelson, sorry, <laughs> Nelson Chrome with the Valley Mountain Bike and Hiking Association. I wanna, uh, uh, this is, I'll wrap up our show now. Uh, this has been Paul Trotter with Outdoor Explorer and we've been talking about uh, trail and trail work projects for the summer 2021. And I thank you to my guest uh, for joining us today. Thanks a lot for having us, Paul, it was great. Yep, thanks Steve and uh, happy trails to everybody. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Paul. Thanks. Good luck Happy out there, trails. everybody. Thanks for listening. And talk about Steve Clary, Kathy Sarns Irwin, Kristen Bile, Wes Hotskins, and Nelson Crow for joining us. Finally, thanks to our producer, Eric Bork. This is your host, Paul Tordak, and from all the hosts at Outdoor Explorer, we'll see you on the trails. Outdoor Explorer is a production of KSKA Public Radio in Anchorage, Alaska. Theme music is by Portugal, the man. Views expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect the station or its underwriters. You can find Outdoor Explorer on Facebook and in your favorite podcast app. To see what's coming up on Outdoor Explorer and add your voice to the conversation, go to our website at alaskapublic.org. Life Informed, this is Alaska Public Media.